you went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Oh, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average savings by new customer surveyed who saved in 2019. episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. We hope you had a very Merry Christmas. Guys, this is the final episode we have for y'all this year. It is our 50th episode. Yes, Merry Christmas, guys. Happy New Year to you guys as well. 2019 is going to end really soon and we've literally left our best for the last, right? So, this week's episode, like Mithila said, is the Inside Line F1 Podcast Awards. Yay! And guys, you know, we know that most drivers actually hesitate so much to do anything in the off-season. Uh, some of them didn't even participate in the Secret Santa that Formula One organized. But when it comes to the Formula One Awards that the Inside Line F1 Podcast hosts, guys, everyone wants to be here. Hey, Lando. Hey, George. It's good to see you guys here. Hola, Sainz. Hola, Checo. Hola, Nando. Bonjour, Charles. Bonjour, Pierre. Okay, we're not going to greet every driver in their own language. This is exactly where I miss Nico Rosberg. Yeah, you know? he would have actually done it. Greeted yeah. every single driver. He would have probably spoken in Japanese as well. Not that we have a Japanese driver in Formula One, you know. But we have a lot of Japanese listeners. They would love to hear uh, Nico rattle out some hey Japanese. Hey guys, shout out to all of you actually. Yes. All our wonderful listeners. You guys have been amazing all year long. So Nico Rosberg actually agreed to live stream this episode on his YouTube channel. If we actually didn't make too much fun of him. Kunal, I think that was his way of making sure that we don't make fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, during Bernie Ecclestone's days of reign in Formula One, we often got calls to swing certain awards in favor of certain drivers or race hosts. Like I remember Russia once got the best race of the year award, even though it was the most boring race. And guys, remember, the Inside Line F1 Podcast Awards has been around for six seasons now, right? So yeah. we we have our own standing in the world of motorsport, in the world of Formula One. And guys, we also show you that at this ceremony, we have no paid winners. So everyone has earned their right to be here. We had to disappear from certain families that believe in buying their way into Formula <laughs> 1, right? But anyway, you guys should really, really know this. So we almost didn't host this episode because, um, you know, McLaren reached out saying that they could actually offer Carlos Sainz Jr. and Lando Norris as hosts for this episode. And especially given how important this episode is. Yeah, you know, Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris, they have put Fernando Alonso out of business. And Kunal, now they're eyeing our jobs. So thank you for saying no, because I don't think we would have stood a chance against them. Yeah, they can co-host and sort of be on the other two bikes. But, you know, <laughs> we'll still be like the number one drivers on the show. But anyway, jokes aside. No, no jokes aside. It's time for our jokes. It's time for our awards ceremony. Guys, the 2019 season has seen one 
one, two, six, two laps. I have written this down so I don't get it wrong. Twenty-one races, twenty drivers, ten teams. We've had fifty episodes. Two, and two hosts on the inside two line. Hosts, F1, yes. F1 podcast. And now we have one awards show that matters the most. And y'all are here, and we are here. So let's get going. So we have ten categories of awards to follow on the Inside Line F1 podcast awards show. I'm not going to keep repeating that this is the Inside Line F1 podcast awards episode. Did you remind them with the Inside Line <laughs> F1 podcast awards? <laughs> right. So we've, you know, like every awards uh, ca- you've probably seen, we've got nominations, and then we've got winners, and. That's something that we're going to keep standard. But the key difference being is that in the Inside Line F1 podcast awards, the winner is never who you think it is. Okay, guys, so here's a quick look at the categories. So we have Best Radio Message of the Year, Superhero of the Year, Coming of Age of the Year, Comeback of the Year, Oops Moment of the Year. Of the Year. Yeah. Of the year. Of the year. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to not say that for my categories, <laughs> right? So there's influencer. There's the joke, the bromance of, of the, the year, year. <laughs> controversy of, of the, the year. year, and uh, mystery of the year, right? So without wasting too much time, because you know it's it's the festive season and everyone, including the drivers, have a lot of things to do, right? We're going to roll on to our first. category of the year <laughs> guys the first category is best radio message of the year award and um kunal i am going to nominate carlos signs his whole smooth operator singing dodgy as it was i think it was pretty fun and yes he deserves my first nomination okay my nomination actually goes to uh, several of the rookies that we've had this season so we saw pierre gasly screaming on the radio in brazil so we saw him screaming ah, ah! <laughs> yeah, but we actually don't know what he was screaming, right? <laughs> and then uh, there was Leclerc in Italy. I think he kept going saying yes, 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 yes. yes you just yes. say it right, Kunal. Like no, yes, mean, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, you should probably say what Leclerc then actually said in Baku. Leclerc in Baku. I am stupid. <laughs> I agree. You are stupid. You actually fell for that. I fell for that. I walked right into it. I drove right into it. And um, Leclerc's um, insane ability to refer to himself in third person on the radio. Huh? I love that, and I don't think anyone else has ever pointed that out. But that's what we point out on the Inside Line F1 podcast awards. So the next time you hear Leclerc crash, or you know swear on the radio, or talk about himself, you will actually hear him say, "Come on, no, Charles." <laughs> you know, and and that's so that's so funny and cute in its own way. It is, and uh, my final nomination for best radio message of the year: Lando Norris for his refusal to eat sushi. He says, "I will eat sushi if you want me to be ill." Terminally, <laughs> that was hilarious. Right. So since this is the first category, I'm going to repeat the main tagline of the Inside Line F1 podcast awards before announcing the winner. So the winner is never who you think it is, right? So the winner of the best radio message of the year award is Lewis Hamilton, and here's why: because he kept on saying "Bono, my tires are dead," and he kept rewriting that script and Yay! repeating that message. The winner, Lewis Hamilton, for "Bono, my tires are dead." Kunal, it almost sounds like a rap song, you know, if you think about it. Bono, my tires are dead. Bono, my tires are dead. <laughs> I promise you, I had shut the bar three hours before we got onto the stage. Yeah, I to... wasn't allowed to drink and record; yeah. otherwise, I would have been even funnier, guys. Can yeah. you all can you all handle that? Okay. <laughs> okay. Next uh, category, uh, guys. We have the superhero of the year award, and my first nomination. 
we call him the superhero, the invisible man, Carlos Sainz from McLaren. Uh, guys, this was really funny because uh, for a great part of the season, McLaren was actually not being televised. Uh, they were not being broadcast and they were, they were doing pretty well, actually, in the upper midfield, as I'll call it. Yeah, I, you know, they were not fast enough to be in the top three, but they weren't as slow as the midfield. So they were suddenly in that gap where the TV director almost didn't know when to pick them, right? Yeah, so finally, McLaren had to have a talk with the F1 saying, guys, we need some visibility. Our sponsors are complaining. And we finally got to see a Carlos Sainz overtake in Brazil. So yeah, good talk. My next nomination is the Hulk, Nico Hulkenberg. Of course, Superhero of the Year award, <laughs> Kunal. I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, well, we are actually going to miss him on the grid in 2020, especially if we see Antonio Giovinazzi not you know, sort of capable of performing up to Kimi Raikkonen's levels or if Roman Grosjean still keeps spinning and crashing. And that's when we are going to keep asking, oh my God, but these two teams actually overlooked Nico Hulkenberg, right? But the strange thing, you know, the Hulk, the character Hulk, the superhero Hulk, was supposed to die in the Avengers movie or at the last two Avengers movie, right? But instead... They actually just signed the Hulk out of Formula One. Ooh. That's an irony. That's so his, like his the wrong His superhero is just not getting podiums. That's a superpower. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, anyway, uh, my next nomination for Superhero of the Year is Daniel Avocado. Guys, we know how avocados are like the, the new superfood that everyone's talking about. So yes, Daniel Avocado, uh, he bears their name. So of course, he is the superhero on the grid. Every millennial's favorite, much like the avocado, very tr- trendy. But guys, timing is everything. And I think Daniel Ricardo is at that inflection point in his career. You know, to me, Ricardo reversing into Danny Kivat at Baku in the race was probably his lowest low moment of the year. But let's hope there's a better 2020. At Lower least than when he had like the shoey and then he fell sick because he drank some. <laughs> You remember the weirdest of things. Yeah. (laughs) I think that was pretty bad. But uh, my next nomination for Superhero of the Year is Inspector Seb. So yes, Sebastian Vettel, he's been hard at work inspecting every car, but only if that every car was in the top three teams. (laughs) And my uh, nomination is, of course, not a person, but a Grand Prix. It's a Singapore Grand Prix because up until this moment, it's the only Grand Prix which has only been won by world champions. Ah, race of the champions. I like that. And finally, my last nomination for uh, Superhero of the Year, uh, Kimi Raikkonen. Of course. Guys, y'all could have guessed that. He's not done anything, but well... (laughs) He just is. Just being Iceman is is enough for him, right? Yeah, he just is. He's in the paddock and that's enough and uh, yeah. Okay, so, so the winner of the Superhero of the Year award is... Lawrence Stroll. Yay! Right. Now, here's why Lawrence Stroll is actually the winner of this category. Because Lance Stroll, his son, has had maximum Q1 eliminations for a midfield driver. Apart from Russell and Kubica, right? But his father yet bought him a team in Formula 1. And if that's actually not enough to get him to start, you know, scoring podiums and race wins, etc. There is now this whole report that Lawrence is trying to buy Aston Martin to make Racing Point a sort of a works team. Or whatever he could do to, you know, get... Lands to drive a faster car with a bigger brand name or whatever you call it, right? Yeah, so guys, this is basically what's happening. He's not just buying his son a racing seat. He bought him a goddamn F1 team. And that wasn't enough because his son is clearly not fast enough. So he's going to go out and buy him a faster F1 team. Guys, I think he deserves not just Superhero of the Year Award, but Super Dad of the Year Award. God damn it. I'm going to call my dad 
Yeah, like I know you're hell? listening, Dad. But yes, okay. <laughs> Where is my F1 team? Anyway, we have to move on. Uh, our next category is called the Coming of Age of the Year Award. Basically, it's the Rookie of the Year Award with a badass Inside Line F1 podcast twist thrown in. To me, the Rookie of the Year Award, even though he wasn't a rookie in the rookie sense of terms, is Charles Leclerc, especially his first poll in Bahrain, where he was the rookie because it was the first time he got poll, right? And I still remember how after he got poll, he went onto the radio talking to his pit wall saying, guys, I don't know what to do. It's the first time I got poll. What is the procedure? Do I go to the grid? Do I go to the pit? So and cute, no? <laughs> I thought it was really awesome that, you know, probably Ferrari weren't expecting poll, so they hadn't briefed Charles on what to do if he actually gets <laughs> pole position. Yeah. Uh, my nomination for uh, the coming of age award is George Russell. He actually beat Robert Kubica, a very experienced veteran driver in qualifying 21-0. He's beat him every single time in qualifying. Rookie of the year, I will bring in Lando Norris. Fantastic performances, but his best was left for the last as well. So in Abu Dhabi, he was getting into the McLaren to do the Pirelli hot laps, you know, the, the, the stuff that they do for all the guests that come. And Lando actually got into the wrong side of the car. And that's when, when I saw the video, I'm like, I'm so glad he races a single seat. Thank God, then he doesn't have to worry about getting it wrong. So the winner of the coming of age or the rookie of the year award is actually Formula One. Yay! Right? Now, here's why I think Formula One deserves it. Because Liberty Media have, you know, they're still called the new owners of the sport, even though it's like <laughs> almost three seasons and more than uh, 60 odd races that they have been owners of the sport, right? But, uh, you know, given all that, they have literally pushed their agenda for 2021. Now, whether it works out or no is secondary. But the fact is that they are trying to get everything that they believe will work signed off by the team. So hats off to you guys. It's finally coming of age for and Liberty Media. And keep it up. Very important. Keep, keep doing it this. Up, guys. Yes. Yes. And on to the next category. And this is an exciting one. Guys, we have the Comeback of the Year Award. Right. So, of course, the biggest comeback of the year was Honda. They got race wins. They got pole positions. They got... Uh, uh, they got podiums and they got plenty of it. They they saw Max Verstappen actually finish ahead of the two Ferrari drivers. But the best part about Honda's performance for me was they actually had no race failure on any of their cars in 2019. Great. My nomination for comeback of the year is actually Alex Albon. Uh, guys, he was dropped by Red Bull Racing uh, to Ro uh, Toro Rosso and then he came back to Red Bull Racing and now he's been confirmed actually as Max Verstappen's teammate for next season and that is a big one. We don't know how many races he's going to get. For but, now. <laughs> but he's going to start the season as a Red Bull Racing driver, right? We don't know what will happen in the, the mid-season. <laughs> <laughs> but the other two drivers who Albon is competing against, Pierre Gasly and Danny Kivak, both of them actually got demoted from Red Bull Racing, went to Toro Rosso and actually both of them scored podiums in 2019 as well. So, before you guys think, no, Red Bull hasn't sponsored this category of the, the awards. You know, it's got nothing to do with Red Bull. It's just that they've had some fantastic performances. Uh, and finally, the most important, I would say for me, nomination to the Comeback of the Year Award, McLaren. Guys, they've had a very rough, I would say several past uh, seasons. They've been uh, in the midfield. They've been struggling. 
and uh, they've had a fantastic return actually now they're clearly best of the rest behind the top 3 teams and very crucially with signs in brazil they returned to the podium so that was i think a, a massive mental victory for them to be up there and physical victory because they actually went on to the yeah, podium they, they right? owned the podium <laughs> can you can you believe it both the times uh, that we've actually celebrated a mclaren podium it's sort of been a fake podium because in brazil they weren't on the podium so the whole team went and did a whole hey we are on the podium thing and then several years ago we had button and alonso on the podium also doing that hey we are on the podium even <laughs> though we aren't finishing to be on the podium right but the winner of the comeback of the year award is valtteri bottas right we absolutely loved his radio messages and primarily for those radio messages because he he not just perform he he didn't just perform to make a comeback but he made a comeback to all the memes that sort of have done the rounds for him so my favorite personally was James it's Valtteri the radio message that we heard in the Japanese <laughs> Grand Prix and then of course he started the season in Australia by you know that that fantastic message saying to to whomsoever it may concern beep you you beep. know <laughs> Yeah, Valtteri Bottas has been very badass this season. He's been uh, Bottas 2.0 as we've been calling him. And I hope he stays that way in 2020. That would be awesome. Guys, it's time for our next award. It's called the Oops Moment of the Year award. I am going to definitely nominate the FIA for all those oops moments that we had with them. So we had races ending a lap early despite being digitized the checkered flag. We had red flags showing up on the circuit but not for the teams like we saw in Italy and then several races where we had post race penalties and delays that came along with it like Brazil where Carlos Sainz couldn't get onto the podium despite Hamilton himself saying that he should probably be <laughs> penalized for it so the FIA is on pole position for this category I am going to nominate the 2019 German Grand Prix for Mercedes I mean that was a complete shit show if i may say so uh hamilton classified p9 uh bottas retired i think it was their worst race uh toto wolf he had this massive meltdown and during the race he hit the table 20 times someone actually counted <laughs> and kunal even worse this was the race that netflix was actually um recording for the drive to survive season 2 So it all was very bad for Mercedes at their home race. I'm going to look forward to the second season of Drive to Survive 2 as well. Yeah. Guys, our previous episode was actually talking about the second season of Drive to Survive. Uh you know, we've actually discussed storylines and made suggestions for episode names to the producers that It's at a Bob. hilarious episode. Just yeah. tune in, guys. So, moving on. Oops moment of the year. It has to be the F1 graphics department. So, There were two areas where I think they made real goof ups, right? The first one, which is most obvious, which we all know, was the tire television graphic, right? Uh, it all turned out to be such a joke that Pirelli distanced themselves, saying, "We don't know where Formula One's getting their data from because we are definitely not the ones giving them the data, right?" But yeah. this, the 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 second option or the second one that actually got them the nomination was, I think, at the Singapore Grand Prix. Where Claire Williams came onto the TV and then Formula One fired a TV graphic which said Claire Williams, girlfriend of George Russell. Oh right? man! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was terrible. But uh, unfortunately, that's not a winner. It was a very big oops moment. But we have something funnier. So the winner of the oops moment of the year award is Sergio Perez. 
or guys specifically Sergio Perez's pizza. <laughs> Have you guys seen the pizza he was eating? It was the most horrendous pizza. It had like tuna and I don't know lots of weird toppings all it together. It wasn't a pizza. It he, was he not called a pizza. it that, but it, it wasn't. It was a, a pizza. major oops moment. So yes, Sergio, please come and take your reward and don't get your pizza. <laughs> that should be banned, goddammit. Right, so the next award of the year is the Influencer of the Year, year Award. And Mithila is actually screaming and shouting and so excited on the mic that she's coughing a little bit, right? Yeah, I'm losing my voice, guys. <laughs> but only after the episode and after this, this whole season of 50 episode ends, right? So Influencer of the Year Award... Uh, this is going to be a fun one. Yeah, I am actually going to nominate the Netflix Drive to Survive show. It's been a massive influence. We've had so many people who've, you know, not really been following the sport or couldn't care less about the sport. And they've tuned into Netflix. They've seen the show. And suddenly they're so excited about Formula One. And they actually started watching some races. And they were like, you know, hmm, it's quite interesting. And In fact, we've seen a bump up in listenership on our show after the first season of Netflix. So we're really looking forward to sec- season two. Um, I'm going to bring back Inspector Seb for, you know, uh, the Influencer of the Year Award because, like we mentioned, he keeps inspecting all the other cars. But when the 2021 cars were announced and there was this dummy model that was kept on the stage, right, Seb started inspecting the car and then he brought in all the other drivers like Verstappen was there, I think Checo was there, Botas was there. And, you know, he was sort of giving that whole spy look saying, hmm, what does this <laughs> dummy car do? Is You know, what can we learn for 2021 already? What can I tell Ferrari already? And speaking of Inspector Seb, he actually also inspired Zach Brown, you know, Zach Brown to be Inspector Brown, because uh, Zach Brown was asking Christian Honor to let him have, uh, I don't know, an inspection of the Red Bull racing car. I mean, every team principal would love to yeah. inspect uh, their rival's factories. And because his gentlemanly request was denied, he actually bought himself a factory tour of Red Bull racing. So much for all the charity Zach Brown did. I mean, everything <laughs> is focused towards getting... McLaren back into the point. Hilarious. Uh, My next nomination for Influencer of the Year Award is Lando Norris. That guy, he may be a rookie, but Kunal, he is seriously cool because he's just been going out there and redefining how we see racing car drivers and F1 stars. Lando Norris has been making milk cool again. Yes, guys, that's true. So much for Lewis Hamilton's Go Vegan plea. Norris <laughs> has been, you know, promoting milk everywhere. But uh, Roman Grosjean, he keeps spinning. He keeps crashing. He keeps making some ridiculous radio messages, blaming everyone else. But I'll tell you one thing that we found really cool about this guy and why he should actually influence the generations to come. Because uh, he loves model cars and model trains. And every time there was a downtime, you know, at a Grand Prix weekend... He was actually playing with these model toys and putting up pictures on on the on his social media, and I think that's fantastic. At least he wasn't spending time on a, a device, a smartphone or a smart tablet. So way to go, Roman! Yeah, Roman Roman Grosha actually has some pr- pretty interesting hobbies. Uh, I was seeing the Christmas Santa video. He actually gifted Kimi Raikkonen a fl- frying pan because uh, I know Grosha loves cooking, but I don't think Kimi Raikkonen was very amused. But okay, and finally my. Uh, Nomination for Influencer of the Year is McLaren. Because guys, they're the first team to reach 5 million Insta followers. That's massive. Wow. Right. So I don't know why by default all the winner announcements are being made by me. But we'll swap that from the category to come. Okay. So the winner of the Influencer of the Year award is again Lewis Hamilton. Right. He was a game changer if you ask me. Because he 
started this whole go vegan please save the planet do whatever it takes for climate control and climate change and all of that but most importantly he influenced sebastian vettel his championship rival to at least try the vegan diet right and we think that's pretty cool yeah that is pretty cool and the next category is the joke of the year award proudly sponsored by the inside line formula 1 podcast award because guys we love jokes uh this category actually is very funny because renault have been trying really hard to win something all season long and they haven't so they were like okay we didn't win anything in like you know the the real f1 deal so at least we'll try and win something on this podcast award ceremony so they've submitted multiple entries to us yes yeah, so renault i think cyril abitha balls insistence that renault's engine is the best along with ferrari that's good joke guys good joke keep it up <laughs> Then uh, they had a double retirement in Bahrain on the same lap. Ah ha ha! Hilarious. Okay, okay calm down. <laughs> yes. Then we also know that there was a Renault truck that was carrying Formula One team equipment that crashed between the races. Well, it's not, of course, not a joke, but just goes to show what a funny season it's been for Renault. Thankfully, nobody was injured, right? And then uh, I think one of the Renault development drivers doing a demo in Brazil during the Senna tribute also crashed. in his demo car run so car crash during a demo tribute guys come on well, well several drivers actually have including sebastian vettel and i think danny kivat as well uh, but anyway i'm i'm eager to share who the winner is but it's on to you to actually share so here's the okay, envelope okay guys yeah. the joke of the year award unfortunately renault did not win because they did not adequately impress us with their jokes this year they have to try again next year harder the winner is Nico Rosberg Uh we find it hilarious the kind of silly ridiculous statements that Nico Rosberg has been making all season long often it just seems like he just wants to remain in the limelight you know he he can't let go But we we must we must reveal to all our listeners that this was a very closely fought battle between Nico Rosberg and Jacques Villeneuve right and uh, i think nico just won because he actually has a very popular meme to his name you know that is rosberg's career over is verstappen's career over that whole <laughs> that fire meme that's there right eddie irvine sort of made it to the list but you know like his championship ambitions eddie needs to probably work a little more harder he if he day. wants to win the joke of the year award next year Great. So the next category we have is a very special one. It's called the Bromance of the Year Award. Uh, my first nomination is actually this uh, strange bromance between Vettel and Lewis Hamilton. I don't know if you guys remember, but Vettel actually called Lewis Hamilton handsome in a press conference. Uh, he said it by mistake. He meant to say that Lewis Hamilton is handy, but for some reason he said handsome, and then Vettel promptly started blushing all shades of red. But Lewis Hamilton can't be ignored because he also had a very, very envious bromance with Valentino Rossi. Envious for all of us and for Lando Norris. There was this really hyped exchange about their machines that happened a few weeks ago, and um, I think that's a very strong entry that we've got in this category. My nomination for bromance of the year. I think all of you guys could have seen this coming. Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz Jr. I think. Everything they've done this season long has been, you know, uh, a, a tribute to their blossoming bromance. They've been not just teammates, but you know, absolute like partners in crime in every single way. You know, lifetime members of the McLaren meme, meme machine, <laughs> and it's been a fantastic season. You know, following them off track as well. 
The next nomination is actually all the younger F1 drivers that played FIFA together in Japan. And this was courtesy Max Verstappen's very futuristic traveling FIFA setup. But we was- should actually nominate uh, F1 drivers and their bromance with FIFA. I think that that's a good nomination. Okay, that's the nomination, but we actually have a winner, right? So the winner is Lewis Hamilton and Toto Wolf. Whoa, I didn't see that one coming. Yes. You know, given this whole rumors for 2021 and Mercedes's contracts ending in 2020, both Hamilton and Wolf have been saying that, oh, we will see what the other is doing. So Lewis has said, I'm going to wait to see what Toto does. And Toto said, well, I could go to Mars with Lewis if I, if I could. Right? Can I be all like, oh? Yeah, why not? I mean, <laughs> you know, I think they have a very successful partnership and we'd love to see what their future together in Formula One is. Right, so the next category is the Controversy of the Year Award in Formula One. I'm going to jump right in there and nominate the Ferraris in Brazil. Oh, I think we've been building up to that, you know, controversial moment all season long because uh, I think the pressure between Leclerc and Vettel was very apparent, you know, the shifting power dynamics and all of that. But when those two collided together in Brazil, I think it was a major talking point and very controversial because everyone was wondering whose fault was it? Could it have been avoided? Blah, blah, blah. Well, since we're talking about the Ferraris, I think the big controversy of the year also was Ferrari's power unit and the comments it attracted. So we saw Max Verstappen first say, you know, Ferrari are definitely cheating. And then, you know, in Brazil, when Honda was unbeatable in the straight line, Vettel returned the favor saying, oh, you know, Honda is the quickest, maybe they are cheating, right? So both of them were actually accusing each other of Cheating, right? So that to me was actually a good controversy exchanged between the two teams. And we cannot talk about the controversy of the year award and ignore Red Bull Racing because I think the mid-season swap between Gasly and Albon, that was bloody controversial. Um, I know a lot of us could see the writing on the wall in the sense that Gasly wasn't quite performing, uh, you know, to his complete potential. But the manner in which it happened, um, I think it's a lot a of It's a typical Helmut Marco manner, right? It was brutal. Yes. So thank you, Helmut, for this controversy. At least we have a nomination. But I'm going to nominate Turn 16, the tarmac at Turn 16 in Germany. It caught out uh, Carlos Sainz. It caught out Nico Hulkenberg. It caught out Charles Leclerc. It caught out Lewis Hamilton. It caught out several drivers. Luckily, the FIA admitted later that tarmac shouldn't be there. Unfortunately, Hockenheim is also not going to be there next year, right? But the winner of the Controversy of the Year award. So, so this win actually is shared by three very controversial drivers who were involved in very controversial moments in the season, right? So the first winner, or actually all three winners, I'm just going to say it, there is no chronology. So there's Danny Kivat, Max Verstappen and Sebastian Vettel. Now, what's the common thread between all three of these drivers? All three drivers were penalized by the FIA. That's fine. But all of these three drivers publicly expressed their discontent against the penalty and took it upon themselves to sort of not accept the decision. So Kivat in Mexico, he said, no, I scored the point, even though he got a post-race penalty. I think there was one more race where Kivat actually did that. Max Verstappen in Mexico, when he got pole position and it was taken away because of the yellow flag, he said, no, this was my third pole. It wasn't my second pole. And then Sebastian Vettel, as we all know what he did in Canada, right? So these three drivers, you guys can actually come up and take your awards. Just don't cut the trophy into three parts, right? (laughs) Great. Next up, we have the Mystery of the Year Award. 
Uh, I'm going to nominate Sebastian Vettel for his spins and Ferrari for their, you know, drastic loss of performance or pace from testing to the races. So from the controversy, Ferrari's power unit, its sudden power, its fuel systems also end up as the mystery of the year award, obviously, right? Because this is a mystery that nobody's cracked in Formula One yet. I think the next mystery of the year is the case of the missing German Grand Prix from 2020. I mean, it is such a historic, it's such a, uh, you know, it's a special race for all of us and it's not going to be around anymore. The other mystery is the answer to the question. Did Lewis Hamilton actually meet Ferrari or is this an off-season plug by Liberty Media to keep all our tongues wagging? And finally, the mystery of the year that needs an answer. Did Carlos Sainz actually send it? Or did he not send it? Or did he send it? Or did he not send it? Ah, I need an answer. We'll we'll ask him, right? We'll ask him. But the winner of the mystery... Oh, he sent it! (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Yes, so the winner of the mystery of the year award is... Actually, Lewis Hamilton again. But it's not all of Lewis Hamilton. It's only Lewis Hamilton's left hand. Why? Because... You know, Lewis Hamilton's left hand has always been on the steering wheel at a very different position. Uh, You know, it's sort of on the top left of the steering wheel. And that's actually sort of been, uh, people have been asking him why he does that. Now, he says, I just do it to rest my hand on the steering wheel. But I don't know if that could actually blow up into a controversy in 2020. Guys, uh, that brings us to the end of all our categories. And now we're going to have an open bar. So all you fellows who won awards and all of you all who didn't win awards are actually most welcome welcome to come and join us for a drink. And guys, thank you so much for enjoying our podcast all through 2019. It's been a roller coaster. Yes, we've actually got new plans for 2020. You can follow us on Facebook through the festive period and into the new season as well. Kunal is getting very emotional, guys. He, he looks very upset that the season is drawing to a close. His beloved podcast is... I'm just remembered of Lando Norris's oh, radio. Oh, are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> are you crying? <laughs> I think I'm crying. <laughs> on that note, ladies and gentlemen, see you in 2020. Adios. Adios, guys. We'll miss you all. Pros bring something extra to every job. Now at the Home Depot, they also get something extra. Pro Extra, our free loyalty program built for pros just like you. Members earn perks with every dollar spent, like Pro Extra dollars, a tool rental credit, and more. New members get $20 off their next in-store purchase of 200 or more just for signing up. Learn more at homedepot.com slash pro extra. New year, more rewards, Pro Extra, only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.